1: Hey everyone, Britt here, back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. We have another exciting interview ahead of us. The guest I'm bringing on, Kelly Sparta, shaman, healer, psychic, channel, medium, empath, and spirit doctor, as well as an executive coach working with spiritually minded executives and business owners who know that true success means success in all areas. She's also the host of the podcast Spirit Sherpa. Welcome on, Kelly. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. Appreciate it. It's an absolute pleasure having you. How's it going?
2: Great, great. Glad to be here, Brittany. Thanks for having me
1: absolutely well we're gonna have a great interview today you know we're, we're going to talk about the business we're going to talk about your podcast you know we'll go over the, uh, some takeaways with wins and what's working and some of the struggles as well um but before we jump into that I think it would be really nice if we could you know have the listeners get to know you a bit better do you mind going ahead and telling us a little bit about your your journey and you know, how did you get to where you are today? Because you're doing amazing things and uh, you're living your life
2: to the fullest. So let's share it with the people listening. I kind of am. Uh, You are. (laughs) uh, You know, I, my mother raised me in the new age movement. So I've been studying personal growth and development spirituality since I was five years old. And uh, so, you know, people say, well, how long have you been a professional coach? And I was like, well, well, it depends on how you look at it. I have high school yearbook signatures that read like client testimonials. So it's kind of not what I do. It's who I am. Right. right. And so uh, I have been doing this work in this format for, well, I started my company in 2006. So it's been a long time. And uh, right. I, I went through initially as a one-on-one coach. And eventually said, okay, you know, too many people can't do it all at once, have to transition to group coaching. And I took what had been a book that I had started in 2002, I gave away everything I owned, packed everything into my car, my, packed my suitcase, uh, you know, my clothes and my, my uh, camping gear into my car and went to a festival and never came back. And so for a year, I was on the road, homeless, living on $350 a month of unemployment insurance and the kindness of strangers. I was on spiritual walkabout, right? I was on pilgrimage. Yeah. And in the course of that time, I was asked the same questions over and over and over again by everybody I stayed with. And so after about four months of this, I got tired and I sat down one day and in, in the course of three days, I wrote 45 pages of what would become my program 20 years later. And over the course of the next 20 years, I would add to that book, every time I did something on my personal journey and it worked, I would add to the book. And so by the time the book turned into a program, it started at 185 pages. And then I transitioned it into the programs that I run today. And it's so many pieces of content now. I don't even know how many it is. It's, I know that the year 500 pieces of content. So yeah, when I say I, I, I tend to give a lot, I tend to give a lot. <laughs> I see that. So, I love that. Wow. So it's, it's basically, it's my personal journey that I've universalized for anyone who came out of a challenged childhood environment and came out with this sort of knight in shining armor approach to life. Right. Okay. It's the strong people of the world, right. We're the ones who have a plan and a backup plan and a backup plan for the backup plan and perfectionistic and you know, often controlling. And, you know, there's, there's uh, you know, high anxiety, super high expectations of self and others superiority complex followed by a deep-seated fear that we're never good enough you know all of these pieces are the work that I do with people to unwind that imposter syndrome that not good enough the constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop all of these things is the work that I do with people in the world and I do that with people at various stages in their spiritual evolution so there's a uh, there's this tendency in the spiritual world to split things into silos and so like healing energy healing will be over here and personal growth will be over there and magic's over here and law of attractions over there and you know wellness is in mindfulness and you could make yourself crazy trying to go down all these rabbit holes and still right. not actually transform what i do is i merge all of the pieces into a single hole that allows people to actually grow at an exponential rate without it like freaking them out shutting them down or re-traumatizing them so it's it's a unique approach
1: interesting well and i love that you know how you've come how your journey has been along the on the way along the way right like you started from making 350 a month and traveling right and, and going to a festival and never coming back like it's really incredible like honestly
2: yeah it's it, i've i've definitely had a unique life <laughs> i've given away everything i've owned three times now or it's or sold uh, everything i owned because i just moved to panama three months ago and we just sold everything we we arrived took that with- leap of faith Yeah. Six suitcases and the dog. It's all we came with. And we had never been here.
1: You know what? That's very relatable to my story. Uh, Two and a half years ago when I moved to Costa Rica, quit my dog in Canada and I jumped on a plane. (laughs) Never have been to Costa Rica. I actually moved there uh, with a guy that I just started seeing from Canada. It was a leap of faith. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work out, but we're just going to try it out. and we're just going to go with it I didn't have a job lined up nothing (laughs) and uh you know I moved out there and it was great like it was the best decision I've ever made you know yeah
2: a lot of people were like what are you going to do if you don't if you hate it I was like I got six suitcases and the dog how hard can it be to move again you know (laughs) yeah yeah I sold everything too well gave away or sold it and um
1: yeah. It's crazy. Like, you know, just taking that leap of faith. A lot of people are like, you're crazy. It's the middle of COVID. It was the beginning of COVID actually at the time. I was like, yeah, at least I can say I went to Costa Rica, <laughs> you know, you if it go. doesn't work out, whatever.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. But my next stop's Panama at that point. So I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, yeah, you're coming to Panama next, so you'll have to come and see me. Absolutely. I will. I definitely will. So
1: tell me, um, you know, when did you start your podcast and what were some of the intentional actions you, um, you know, took to to start it?
2: Yeah. So I started my podcast in 2018 when my husband and I were looking to move from Boston to Richmond, Virginia. I had been running my business as and I'd been doing meetup groups in Boston and using those to feed into my business. And I recognized that in the move to Virginia, I was going to have a huge ramp up time if I didn't, if I tried to do it that way. Right. Um, and so what I did was I simultaneously launched uh, meetup groups in Virginia and started doing virtual events, trying to get people engaged that way. And uh, at the same time, I launched the podcast and I pre recorded six months worth of podcasts before I left uh, with my co host and then proceeded to head down to Virginia and discovered that the reason my meetup groups had not been so well attended is because nobody did anything on meetup in Virginia. They all did it on Facebook. And by that time, the podcast had kicked in and things were starting to work and they were working internationally, which was better for me than a local based. It's much easier to do a transition to a higher priced product from a podcast than it is from a Meetup group where you're charging twenty five bucks a head, right? It's a it's a different it's a different group of people that you get, right? So uh, we just continued with the podcast, and the podcast now serves as uh, the primary source of income for the business. Um, right. I designed the podcast very specifically because my clients. So the podcast was designed to bring people into the beginner level programs in my in my business. And right. the, when people come into a spiritual process, they start off with the discovery phase, which is there's gotta be more to life than this. Right. And That's what sends them out to look into the spiritual world. The next phase is uh, the disco- It's the proof and proselytizing phase, right? It's the, holy crap, this stuff really works. I must tell all my friends so that they don't think I'm crazy. I must drag right, them out right. to classes with me and make them do right. this with me, right? So that I don't think I'm crazy either, right? And so that stage, that bright, shiny stage of, ooh, crystals, ooh, angels, ooh, tarot cards, ooh, 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 ooh all of that is uh, it, it is the search for the magic pill, right? They're looking for the magic pill that's going to fix it. And they get distracted. And typically, so I've been in, I've been in the spiritual world for 48 years. I have seen this happen. And typically people get lost for between two and five years before they come back to themselves and start to do their work. And so I designed the podcast to allow them to binge 10, 15 episodes and shorten the distance to get through that two to two to five year period in 10 to 15 episodes, so the episodes are designed to give them the bright and shiny that they're looking for, but remind them that they came in to find their happiness. Right. And, and to, to show them that the road to their happiness isn't outside of themselves, but it's inside of themselves. Just within. Exactly. So the goal is to get them through the next stage and into the point where they're actually doing their inner work.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And I can see the podcast, like, you know, even if you're not working with them one on one at the time, they're still like it's almost like they they're right there working with you still, right? Just by listening to the into the podcast.
2: Yeah, and the podcast is chock full of information. I mean, yeah, I have people tell me that they have to listen two and three times to get all the information. So we the typical person listens to somewhere around twenty five of our podcast episodes. Okay. Um, so we we get a pretty long long tail on people listening in and uh what was really funny is that at one point about episode 80 or so I actually said so if you're binging this would be the time to set up a discovery call and now we're at episode 280 (laughs) now and I still have people who have signed up for discovery calls who go yeah I was binging and you said that so I called
1: (laughs) amazing so it's driving in traffic which is, is. amazing for your business right yeah. and I mean podcasts are not like it's nice to be you know bringing stuff in from the podcast for your business because some there are people with podcasts that you know struggle with that so amazing yeah,
2: yeah. So, and with the podcast, go ahead a lot of it's because I won't a lot of people are like, oh, monetize your podcast. I'm like, I am monetizing my podcast. I'm, I'm getting mm-hmm. clients from it. Right. Right. They're like, oh, no, 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 get ads. I'm like, no, no, no. I am not going to confuse Don't. the people listening to my podcast by offering something that isn't mine. Right. And the only time I offer something that isn't mine is if I interview somebody else and I do that. Every and you want to say, see- Right. Yeah, this is how you connect
1: connect with this person. Uh, speaking about people that you interview, who normally is the kind of guest that you would bring on, and how do you go about, um, you know, attracting those guests?
2: Well, surprisingly, it's not hard to get guests. <laughs> it, right. Uh, I mean, I'm inundated with guest requests all the time, especially since you know I've I've had like two hundred twenty five thousand downloads of my podcast at this point. We've been we've been uh, listened to in two thirds of the countries around the world. So, you know, I get, I get PR people reaching out all the time going, Oh, you want to interview this person or that person or blah, blah, blah. They'd be amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Um, So, you know, finding a podcast guest is not difficult. Finding a good podcast guest can be a little bit more challenging,
1: Uh,
2: but I, I do have a habit of vetting people. You know, I'm, I want to go in and see something else they've done or listen to something else they've done and, you know, make sure that what they're saying is in alignment with what I'm teaching because, you know, that's what people are there for, right? Um, Right. That they're not, the spiritual world has got a really bad number of people who are marketers and not actually spiritual teachers. (laughs) They're just regurgitating pap, you you know, right aphorisms that they've heard that they don't even really understand and that they're putting themselves forth as these gurus and so I'm very careful about Mm. weeding those people out (laughs) right
1: absolutely so yeah yeah so do you have like a specific criteria that you follow when bringing a guest on like do they have to meet a certain like certain standards or how do you go about weeding out to get the right guest
2: well, I, I actually just go and I check out their website. If they've sent yep. me over a book, I'll take a look at the book and the, the structure and what's there. And, you know, mostly I'm reading their energy field and saying, you know, does yeah. this person have a clue, right. Um, which isn't going to be necessarily helpful for everybody listening, but, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you, you asked me how I do it and that's kind of how I do it. Um, and uh, then I'm also looking at, you know, have I had a similar topic on recently? Have I talked about this with somebody else? Or is this something that we've never talked about before? Is it something that blends into the theme that I'm doing? I theme my, my seasons. Okay. So, yeah. So I do, I do um, series. So like I did a whole series on healing through the chakras. I did a whole series on the wheel of the year. I did a series on uh, this. We're doing the seven deadly sins and virtues right now. Um, and I had Pastor G from TikTok come on and we, we did that series together. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. So, you know, that was a way to sort of cross pollinate to TikTok. Right. Right. Um, and then, um, you know, right now we're doing a becoming a, a light worker series. Okay. So we're doing a little bit more about businesses and, and spiritually based businesses So I I do series so that it it keeps me from grasping at straws going, what do I talk about? Because I've been talking for 284 episodes. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a a lot lot of episodes for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of episodes. And, you know, at some point you go, Oh, what are we going to talk about next? I don't know, right? You ask their listeners, but you know, you'll get one or two ideas every six months from listeners so you right. really gotta have something and theming is a really good way to do that we have an ongoing theme of mythology so we go through and talk about the mythology of the world as part of our ongoing theme so ongoing loss I just grab a piece of mythos and off we go to the racist you know okay there we
1: go well I really enjoy the fact that you do it like by a theme every time um, each season
2: is that correct yeah, we we shift I like them. that. Yeah, and I I don't run my series in order. I don't run them back to back.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: it, if you're going to do the Seven Deadly sins series, you'll get an episode every six weeks on that. Okay. And I do okay. that on purpose because if somebody hates the series, I don't want them leaving the podcast.
1: <gasps> that is very smart. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: But if they love the series, they'll stay for it. Yeah. Right? So that's the. That's why I do it that way.
1: Okay, interesting. That's awesome. Now, what would you say some of the biggest challenges have been with with the podcast? Uh, well, I know you mentioned finding quit. the right guest.
2: <laughs> my co-host quit at about three oh. years in. Um, oh no! Yeah, he he had been doing all the editing. He tried to quit it two years. And he had been doing all the editing and everything, and so I I outsourced the editing, and I said if I if I take that off your plate, can you stay? And he said, yeah, I can do that, and so I I did that, and then the next year he's like, I really gotta go, and so oh. that was the that was the biggest one because you know our dynamic was really good, and okay, uh, I did find a replacement, but it's different, right? It's a yeah. different dynamic, it's a different thing. It's not it's not the same it's not the same energy you know right and amazing right. don't get me wrong but it's just it's not the same so yeah. um you know there's there's that i i tried doing video cuz mine's audio only because i don't want to get dressed up every week and yeah i, I hear you <laughs> video i did video shorts uh, like my episodes are half an hour to 40 minutes and i tried doing short videos which were 7 to 15 minutes Okay. and um, i did those i was doing three a week uh or two two videos and one podcast a week and i did that i did a test for six months because i was trying to get some youtube videos uh youtube cred and it didn't work enough to justify it the cost of having the video edited was was prohibitive it cost me like 200 plus bucks a month to edit all of those <laughs> videos And I, I just wasn't seeing an increase in the, in the amount of sales calls coming in off of that. And then on top of it, a lot of the people who are coming in off the podcast. So in spirituality, you have the people who have money. And then you have the people who are in the poverty consciousness Mm -hmm. and the poverty consciousness level is thick. And it's, there's a lot of people in it and I got a lot of sales calls. That's one of my biggest challenges with the podcast is that I get a lot of sales calls from people who cannot afford the programs. And so, you know, how do you weed them out without being rude, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. without, you know, saying, well, you know, without them feeling rejected and abandoned, because that's kind of the work I do is people who have abandonment issues, right? So it's like, it's, it's been a challenge.
1: I see. That makes it difficult for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you say some of the biggest wins are with the podcast and how it affects your business?
2: Well, I mean, it's it's basically running my business, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the biggest win there is is the the income comes in from it, so uh, right. you can't complain about that. Um, and I've gotten to have conversations with some really cool people. I mean, I got to talk to Kelly Leonard from Second City.
1: Interesting. <laughs> you know?
2: And how did, how did that happen? Uh, I heard him on another podcast and he was talking about this, this process that he had heard about. And I just, I reached out and I was like, dude, this was amazing. Can you come on my podcast and talk about it? And, you know, I go out to this many people, I do all of this. I I gave him the numbers and he was like, yeah, sure. And he, he came back and he he told me, he's like, I didn't even know what I said yes to. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, that is
1: the best. Like he was still on there. He still showed up and that's all that matters. He
2: incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Cook Blackson was on the other day. Patty Negri, I mean, Lisa Campion. I I get to talk to all these really cool people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That is so amazing. Well, that is great. That is a win for sure, for sure. So um, another question I was going to ask you is, you know, What would your dream guest be or um, what would your green, uh, tongue tied, what would your dream (laughs) like client be that comes from the podcast?
2: So my dream, like what would it look like? Yeah. So I I have two layers of clients that I I love to work with, right? I have the beginners who are just coming in and just getting started. And that's a lot of my executives and business owners, right? Um, And then there's the next layer, which is the people who are already spiritual coaches and mindset coaches and energy healers and things like that. Those are the next layer. And those are the people, you know, if you talk about, so my coaches run the beginning level programs. If you talk about my dream, um, it's about working with that next layer up of people who are already out there teaching others and who are looking for a way to do the next layer of their work. Which is harder to find, right? Because beginners, uh, you can't. For one, you're past the beginner stage, so you don't want to be in with the beginners. And then, and the second level, you're also dealing with the fact that that there are a lot of people out there who can't teach the second level because they're not at that not
1: ready.
2: Do that. They haven't gone through it, right? And so it's harder to find somebody who can hold that space. In fact, most of the sales calls I have with these people is, let me just make sure that you're not just another, you know, fake guru trying to tell me that, you know, but you're just a marketer. And I'm like, okay, so let's talk about the depth of the spiritual process that you're going through. Let's explain where that comes from and how that works and so on. Right. So having to getting to have those deeper level conversations and work with people at that higher level is fantastic for me because i finally get to bring all of me to the table right right you know i get to 100 percent deeper level work i get to like go into their energy field and read for the blocks and discover what the foundation of that is look at the past life stuff look at the ancestral line stuff all of the bits and pieces that go into it right look at that in the context of the business because it often impacts the business And so, you know, then contextualize that in regards to how it's working within the business, and how do we make everything go, go better while, at the same time, improving their lives and increasing their knowledge base and their skill set that they can use with their clients going forward. So, all absolutely,
1: all of that in one, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I can, I definitely can see that being you know sometimes tricky to find that exact, uh, client, right. For sure. Yeah, Cause there's a lot that comes into the picture.
2: It is. Yeah. You've got to find a yeah. person who's gotten to a certain point of success and still wanting to, to do more learning and growing. There's a point right. that happens when you do this work, you start off doing this work to get away from the pain. And right. then some people, when the pain, when they get away from the pain, they stop. They're like, I'm good. I'm not in pain anymore. I don't need to go any further. The people who continue begin to be focused on not getting away from the pain, but on improving and growing and expanding. And the the journey itself becomes the motivation. Okay. And so those become my people, right? They become the people who really take that next layer of work and they go into it because they know that every piece of work they do they feel better and better
1: yeah the more you learn the more work you do it's, you're just going to keep growing I, yeah I definitely see like people get to a point where they're happy but then they stop and aren't consistent anymore it's like yeah what do you do now because you know this does it last, does it often last that they continue to be happy and stuff like that or
2: yeah if they don't continue the work if if the work that you're doing to make you happy in the first place is actually shifting the way you see yourself and not just giving you skills to manage how you're feeling. So, you know, okay. if what you have is a skill set that helps you when you're feeling crappy and that's all you have, then no, if you stop doing the work, it's not going to keep making you happy. You're going to be miserable again. But right. if you have actually gone through and shifted the way you perceive the world and how you perceive yourself, then yeah, you'll you'll hold on to that for the most part. I mean, there you can fall back into negative habits and stuff like that. But for the most part, you will see yourself as that that new person forever, right? Uh, unless there is a reason for you to readopt an old identity, right? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's not it's not a problem if somebody stops. It's just the that they miss making the transition to the place where you not only get to be happier and happier, but you also get to be more and more powerful. Right. Person on the planet, more impactful in the world, you know, the whole thing all together. Yeah. yeah.
1: Interesting. So I know we're getting close to the end of the episode, but I do have one more um, question for you. What would be your biggest desire with the podcast this year or focus? I
2: think, um, I think what I would like to do with the podcast for this coming year would be to really focus more on talking to the people who are further along in their journey. Uh, We've, we've been talking this year about people who are getting started as spiritual practitioners. And I think for next year, I'm going to transition the conversation to people who are already up and running and the challenges associated with that and things like that. And so that I'm targeting that market that's a little further along so that I'm I, I'm I've taken the journey with the podcast that my my clients can take in their lives. And so right. the next stage is talking about that next level of client. And so that way I can start talking to more of more and more of these these types of people and having these conversations. Because it's a unique it's a unique set of challenges. Absolutely know? and
1: the business that you're running it's there's it's it's very unique right I mean there's a lot of people that do the same kind of stuff but it is it's it's different still right like it's hard to find that I I know what you're saying it's very hard to find the correct next level client right um that you're looking for in in this particular um niche yeah niche yeah
2: yeah it is absolutely you know because it's a it's a fine line right? It's yeah. finding the person who is still engaged in their personal work, who has enough time or is willing to make enough time to do that too. Because to invest in themselves running. in their
1: business. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and once you're up and running and, and you're doing things, I mean, I, I've been doing it too. I, we've talked about this before we got on the call yeah. that, that at the beginning of the year, I was so entrenched in doing a launch for my business that I just fried myself completely. Right. I was, like, you, you get to a track. burnout, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, trying to do that and all the move and everything else. And I was like, what was I thinking? (laughs) It's like, I wasn't, that's what was going on. (laughs) I was, I, 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 I'm invested in a coaching program, not realizing it was a launch process is what it came down to. I would not have done it if I had realized it was a launch process, but I, once I figured it out I was like oh well in for a penny in for a pound let's make it go there we go <laughs> day by day right <laughs> yep, that was it so you know that my old old patterns kicked in for a minute <laughs> it's just like, oh. and you're not alone right. yeah. yeah you're not have, alone it happens yeah, yeah it oh. happens so but, uh, you know, we, we recover, we remember who we are now and go, right. I knew that was a right. bad idea. I, I knew that was a bad idea. Live and we okay. learn. Yeah. Note to self, yeah. I'm going to go sleep for a month. It's okay.
1: <laughs> Seriously, though, when you get to that cross burnout, you're like, I'm done. I'm done for right now. I need a break. <laughs> yeah. Totally understood. We
2: all, we all make mistakes, and and that's how we think. I can't tell you how many times I've had a student look at me and say, "You know, a wise woman once told me," and then he parrots something back to me that I said. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yes, you were. right. Don't remind me.
1: <laughs> do remind me of my own advice. <laughs> yeah, totally.
2: Uh, but we all forget, right? We all forget. We all. Oh yeah. Nobody's ever done on We their all journey. need to
1: be reminded, and it happens to all of us, like you know. So definitely um, not alone
2: there yeah yeah and and you know coming out of the pandemic everybody's so stressed out that oh know, god yeah it, mm. there was so much fear going around between the pandemic and and all of the political stuff and the the demonstrations and yes. all of the stuff that was happening that you know it's a miracle anybody did anything smart i mean fear steals ten points of your iq the minute you're in fear you are 10 points of iq stupider because it just goes. Because you can't think straight. Because you can't think straight, exactly. And so, you know, we we all make bad decisions when we're making decisions in a state of fear. And and you know, yes, we all try to transcend the fear, but you know, for a long time we were living under a potential death threat. There's no way to not be have any fear at all unless you're yeah like, you're everything closing down right you know yeah you're 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 afraid
1: of that for health reasons and then people are afraid for their businesses for their families like everything so yeah
2: it was it was a challenging time and so you know a lot of people are burnt out right now and 100 percent. people aren't even acknowledging it they're like what do you mean I've been traumatized I was just sitting in my house I'm like you you were under death threat for a year and a half yeah (laughs) Yeah. Like everyone, I'm
1: sure everyone yeah. is traumatized in one way or another. Right.
2: Yeah. And so,
1: you know, and we just sweep it under, like a lot of us just sweep it under the rug. So we don't even realize it.
2: Yeah. And it, and it impacts decision-making until you address it, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The
2: beast. So,
1: well, Kelly, this was absolutely amazing. Like I said earlier, it's been a pleasure to have you on and, you know, you're, I'm so happy to hear about the way your podcast is going and everything. And I hope to get you on in the future as well. Uh, now, yes. before before we jump off though, if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be some of the best ways? I know you mentioned also um your TikTok is like amazing. So maybe mention that one too for yeah, a way so of connecting. My, my
2: TikTok is is kind of all over the place. <laughs> So it's got, uh, you know, it's two thirds Panama update for the move, and you know, can't it, wait to and check it out. Shamanism and and magic and personal growth and development, and and then a third of it's just random memes and stuff. But uh, so it's, it's really a get to know me as a person sort of thing. If you want to get more of a sense of the work that I do in the world, you can tune into the podcast at Sphere Sherpa. Uh, you could also pick up a copy of my book, uh, the overachiever's guide to nailing your spiritual growth and record time that's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And, um, you can always just join the mailing list at kellysparta.com and that'll get you there too. Just in case. Amazing. You other options. <laughs>
1: Amazing. Well, thanks again, Kelly, for jumping on. Appreciate you taking the time out of your day. This is a great interview. And like I said, I hope to get you back on in the future as well. Um, that would be great.
2: My pleasure. Thanks, Brittany.
1: You're so welcome. Everyone, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on the podcast, please go to the application on top100interview.com. And we'd love to have you on, just like we had Kelly on today for the interview. So catch everybody on the next episode. thank you so much. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you wanna to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free.